Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 204 DGS. The weather should be starting out there anytime. Probably out west first. Dave Murray will be with us at 3.30 to uh, give us the updated what's going to happen tonight. And it looks like we're kind of in the crosshairs, at least bitter, bitter cold until about next Wednesday. And I think that's kind of it for the winter. I mean, Dave is talking about, like, February is going to be bad. We might get a couple of weeks in there where it's not too bad. But, you know, we, we kind of front-loaded all the warm weather, and so here we go. Uh, we have our friends from Hardee's coming by in Operation, Operation Food Search in a few minutes to get a big fake check. Uh, we have Sue Thomas coming in for Sue at 2. So we are 2.30. Michael Kelly's going to be here uh, representing both Hancock and Kelly at the top of the hour. It's Friday. We went out to see Convy do comedy last night. I didn't get to bed until midnight, and I had two drinks, so I'm worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's like, I am dead. Just don't even expect anything from me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of rock and roll lifestyle that you can expect out of Dave. Yeah, Blubber. it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like Bon Jovi in so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steroid, Kevin. All right. So I, I don't know if this is going to require a ruling or if maybe you guys can help me solve a mystery. Uh, but on the way to work yesterday, I got flipped off by a mom in a minivan. Nice. Oh. It was your fault. I I, I don't think Solved. it was, but I want to want to describe it to you and see if I did anything wrong. Like, am I breaking some kind of etiquette by doing what I did? Okay. So we're coming on to the highway. Okay. So we're coming on to Highway 40, coming heading towards downtown. There are three lanes. So we're coming into the right lane. There's a middle and a left. The right lane is open as far as you can see. There's nothing there. There's nothing there at all. But the person in front of me is in a minivan, and they're not going very fast. So I. Speed up when I go. I move over to the left lane. And as I'm passing, I get the middle finger Mm. to the side because she was trying to get over to that lane for no reason. There's no exit. And then I look in my mirror and she has just slid all the way over to the left lane going like 60 miles an hour. I don't understand. Like, did I do something wrong by like gunning it to get past somebody who had an open lane and no need to move? But just decided, well, I want to move and you went faster than me. So you get the bird like. Did I breach any protocol there? I I don't think you did. My best guess is that she maybe didn't see you for a second, was about to merge and almost hit you, and then she was scared, which is still a stupid reason to flip someone off. That's not 
I mean, that's like something user tells error. me you were like the third person she'd flipped off that morning. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it might not have been you. It might have there, been her. There is someone who hangs around this building, and Dave knows exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, Fred Bottomer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm so sick of his attitude. No, there's someone who hangs around the Park Pacific building in their car. I don't know if they work here. I don't know if they live here. I don't know what's going on, but they're always here and they're always mad. They're always like, if you just like walk past their car, they're like honking at you and flipping you off and really? throwing and a fit. In the garage? Yes. It's a she. Sometimes in the garage, sometimes she's on the always street. breaking the rules. She's always parked at our ticket, special parking out front. Uh huh. And if you even look at her, she will just go off on you. Oh, it's what it's, kind of car are you? I mean, you know, like, I'd rather. I you mean, don't have to say the kind, just like like color. Maybe I know. Maybe it's I've a seen a white it. car. Okay, and the license plate number. Yeah, <laughs> I actually do know their license. I just plate. like well, yeah, because it sounds like she's gonna try and run somebody over one day. <laughs> I just I don't. I mean, I I do drive aggressively, and I acknowledge, and I could see how. Like, if somebody guns it past you, I guess you would feel like, why are they being insulting to me? Although it's not insulting to you. It just means I want to go faster than you're going. Yeah. But, like, why do people getting on the highway, if the lane they're in is wide open forever, what's the need to get over? I had one Mm. last night because we make fun of Andrew for driving slow (laughs) in the left lane. I had the opposite last night. I was going home, going down 40, uh, you know, getting on 40 from Jefferson and Market right there. And the person, there was a, a big white SUV in the right lane going at least 120 miles an hour. Ooh. Uh, and, it, it, you know, when you're merging, we're used to merging in 55 to 70 miles yeah. an hour. You kind of, yeah. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to speed up. There was no judging that. Like I get to see yeah. this white bullet coming at me. And so I just decided to kind of you know, let it happen. And of course, I got in the guy's way because he's going 120 miles an hour and he's right. honking. And uh. but then he went and he just he's going from you know in and out and in and out. And yeah, he's running from cops or whatever it is. Ugh. Not cool. I had one pass me the other day coming down to work. So I was in a worse mood, and it was <laughs> the classic beater with no license plates, no identification at all, going as fast as this beater would go. And once again, no turn signals, in and out, in and out, in and out traffic. And I thought to myself, am I the schmuck? Am I am I the idiot for not, not doing that? Not what, for, like for, that? For paying your taxes for paying and my taxes getting a license plate and, and all that? driving close to the speed limit. and I don't know, man. I, I, I see it all the time. I mean, the crazy driving is one thing. like the But the lack of license plates and all that is just stunning to me. How many people are just like not doing it, mm-hmm. not doing it, don't want to, don't need to. Although... I guess the the new law that went into effect this year, right, is now that you'll be you'll be paying all of that and doing all that stuff at the point of purchase. Yeah, which is where it is. That's what it is everywhere else in the in the country. Yeah, it is weird. just not here. Um, you mentioned like our garage is also pretty insane. Like today, I had somebody in a black. I think it was a black Mustang come f- come flying around the curb, but wide like yeah. all. The, it's a parking garage. Why? I, ha- I have to be honest with you. Had someone in a black Mustang crashed into your blue Camaro? Oh, there would have been a bro fight. That, that would have been say. pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it would have been a bro fight. That would have been pretty cool. The war, of the, the, two, the war of the two mid-range sports cars. <laughs> You'd get out in your half shirt. He'd pull the sleeves off of his. <laughs> I got to take my medallion off first and so put that away. It's really funny when Kevin downplays the Camaro. He's like, oh, it's just a Camaro. Well, it's, it's, not not, that, it's not that cool. It's not that fancy. No, no, it's, it's cool. Camaro. It's cool, but it's not a, it's not a Corvette. There's a reason a Corvette costs $75,000. It's better. 
can't tell that I would rather have that, but <laughs> my favorite part about our parking garage is when people do swing around the corner wide in the wrong lane and you're over in your lane as yeah. much as you possibly can be. And then they look at you like you're insane and you're going to cause the accident. I've told you, I think one of my best analogies all year was our parking garage for the the country at large. Whoever whoever designed uh, uh, that parking garage had never even seen a parking garage, mm. and, and they're just the the like the guys are saying it's too narrow, the turns are too tight, and what happens is every time two cars meet each other, t- both turning, which happens all the time, they get mad at each other because it scares you. Yeah, and I think that's the way American politics is. I think the system is set up to necessarily have us pass each other. Republicans, Democrats, independents, and get mad at each other. Oh, I, I'm going to continue that analogy. And if people would just stay where they're supposed to and follow the rules, things would go much easier. Right? If you stay tight when you're on the inside of the turn, you're not going to be in anybody's way. If you stay wide when you're supposed to be wide, you don't get in anybody's way. So stay where you're supposed to be and follow the rules. It takes away a lot of that confrontation. But who follows the rules? Andrew. <laughs> I follow all. I the just rules. mean like, he loves traffic like just law. in politics. Nobody yeah. rules don't matter. Whatever we want to do that makes us feel good is what we're going to do. Rachel, why you mad at Best Buy? Oh my goodness, because they have an insane return policy that I just learned about. Most stores are thirty days to return something. Best Buy is now fifteen days, which I I just don't think that's a long enough period of time to give someone you know, a chance to figure out that this isn't what I need and let me find another time to get back to the store. But they also have, let me pull this up here. They have um, a, a plan that they're trying to sell people um, for forty nine ninety nine per year. They will expand that return window to 60 days on, quote, most products. Um, you can also pay $180 a year for 24-7 Geek Squad support Exclusive discounts on products and various protection plans for products, including Apple Care. Um, I just feel like if these kind of things are available to you, if it's possible to return an electronic within 60 days, why do I have to? And I don't shop at Best Buy, so I don't get why I'm so mad right now. <laughs> it's just it's just this whole thing of like everything's a shakedown. Everything's, yes. hey, yeah. pay extra for a subscription yeah. for us to do the bare minimum the for other you. Day that uh, most places... Because once someone does it, everyone's going to uh-huh. do it. Most places are going to start charging you for every return. And that's, charging and you. that's why yes. it upsets you. It upsets you because you know that this is going to be the, we're going to be paying subscriptions. We're going to be paying uh, uh, Target five bucks yeah, a Walmart month for the Costco right. Walmart and Macy's and Nordstrom uh, and all this. For the right to return something to them if we buy it and then decide. Because oh, you know when what? you bring actually, something back, right it, it costs them labor to put it back on the shelf. Many times they can't put it back on the shelf because it's this or it's that. But as I understand it, Nordstrom is the most liberal of like, hey, you bring back anything, even without the receipt, we're going to take it. But a lot of places are starting. It's almost like the debacle that's going on with the iPad tipping where they are ruining tipping. Uh, It just feels like customer service is just a thing of the past. And then when you come across great customer service, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like getting water for the first time in 30 days or something. It feels so incredible. But what we are used to is just, it's just gone. And now it's, it's almost 
antagonistic rather than passive. It's like, eh, we we don't need you. We don't like you. We're going to charge you to do, again, the bare yeah. minimum. Just open your pockets and maybe we'll do what we're supposed Speaking to do. Speaking of tipping, what is the, uh, the DoorDash story? The DoorDash story from hell. This is, I think, most people's fear whenever they're ordering DoorDash that their DoorDasher will somehow get into their bag of food. Mm-hmm. Now, most places are really good. Like if you order McDonald's, for example, they're going to seal up that bag pretty good or Chick-fil-A or anything like that. But sometimes I, you could probably like yeah. wedge something in there or find a way to get in. So this woman, this was all caught on her ring camera. She ordered DoorDash. She didn't leave a tip because she wanted to give a cash tip at the door. Um, so when the DoorDasher showed up, she could see her on a ring camera. She goes out to get it and she's like, oh, here you go. Here's your cash tip. And the DoorDasher goes, uh, you know what? You should keep that because I left a note for you inside the bag. The woman goes, are you sure? I, I set aside this tip for you. I'm, I really appreciate your service. She's like, no, she's like chastised. She doesn't want to take the tip at this point. Well, the woman gets her bag of food, brings it inside and finds a note that says, next time you want to consider tipping, this is ridiculous. It was like a mean note about the fact that she hadn't left a tip yet and she had wedged it into the bag. And then, you know, whenever it turns out there was a tip, she was ashamed as she probably should have been that she was taking those kind of steps. Okay. You guys know I'm a big tipper. I over tip on everything. I think I think you should tip your DoorDash people. I think you should take care of everyone that deserves a tip, the traditional people. Uh, I don't think that if you go buy a sweater at Macy's, you should, you know, you know what I'm saying. But I think if a DoorDash person or any person uh, gets ugly with you about not tipping enough or not tipping at all, I think they should be fired. What do you think? Maybe not immediately fired, but there should be. I mean, it's not okay. Like if you're at my home yeah. and you are harassing me. It's already a weird transaction that you're coming to my home. You know where I live. We're standing right here face to face. You just don't get to harass me. I could be the bad guy for not tipping, but that's part of the cost of your doing business. Take it up with DoorDash. Don't deliver to my address again. Or, or just it just sucks. Go complain to your wife or her husband. Uh, you shouldn't stiff people, but you shouldn't be able to harass people just because they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, especially at home. You know, I mean, I, I, shockingly, when I waited tables, I actually followed someone out and gave them their tip money back because it was ridiculous. They left a dollar after being in my table for two hours. I gave it back to them. Like, you need it more than me if that's all you can do. (laughs) But if I'm at your home, I wouldn't do that. I mean, that's not, I don't know if that's a good enough difference, but. 223 DGS. We uh, have weather coming in. I'm sure everyone out there knows that. Dave started the show with us. He will be back with us at his regular time, 3.30 p.m. And basically, we are looking at some level of uh, of snow and sleet and that kind of stuff. And it's uh, obviously getting colder. So the later it goes into the drive time, the better the chance for snow. Dave said it's going to be a lot of wind blowing it around. So even if it's not accumulating, it could still be kind of dicey out there driving. Uh, then it just gets really, really cold for the weekend and Monday and Tuesday. So we're just going to have to all hunker down and keep your uh, keep your uh, faucets running a little bit, right? I, I saw a guy on TikTok, a plumber, talking about it that just turn your heat up, first of all, you know, just pay that extra and leave your doors open everywhere, leave your cabinets open at night. So hmm. there you go.
Leave Look at your me. cabinets open. Yeah, like it, like under your sink. Oh, okay. It, it, it allows the the heat to get in there and stay in there. So we, with uh, with your help, well, the, you with our help, raised seventy six thousand one hundred sixty seven dollars for Operation Food Search through our partners at Hardee's. And so today we're giving them the big fake check. And Tony <laughs> is giving me my rake that a listener brought to me nice. since I snow shoveled my just leaves. in time for the snow. Yes, just in time Perfect. for the snow. Perfect. I'm a hundred percent gonna. <laughs> Take that out there tomorrow morning and just rake the snow off. <laughs> My neighbors think I'm so crazy. Good to see you guys. Tony, Megan, Judy, good to see you guys. Hello. Uh, so the holidays were good. Got a little time to rest, right? Everything good like that. Uh, Judy, talk a little bit about Operation Food Search and particularly as we kick into a new year and what, how the people have already helped and how they can help in the future. Well, everyone has just been amazingly generous. In fact, our five-year total, is it five years? I think it is. Six years, five years? Five or six. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. But it's $580,000. Man. You guys, that's just utterly remarkable. Yeah. And what we've been able to do, what this means is with Operation Backpack, this is a privately funded, we raise over a million dollars a year starting at zero every school year. So this is enormous. And this helps us buy food for the program completely. And we want everyone to know that every penny of the dollars that we receive that you have donated goes directly to help these children. So we can't thank you enough. It all stays in St. Louis in the 25 counties that we cover. Um, nothing. It's all very hyper-local. Operation Food Search is hyper-local. We're not a local chapter of a national charity. We're only about the St. Louis by state region. So we can kick off the second part of the school year, which has already kicked off, in a really strong position, and we just can't thank everyone enough for their generosity. To help kids, the ultimate generosity, you're helping kids and families that you'll never meet. And so... It's just remarkable to me year after year after year. How so we're nipping at 600 grand. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I yes. promise to keep doing the show till we hit a million, which we'll do. <laughs> well, we'll we hit will. a million. And we when will. we do, I would like to be presented with a golden rake. So <laughs> I don't think that's asking too much. <laughs> we'll spray paint it for you. Yeah. Spray paint yeah. it for yeah. me. Glitter handles. I love it. Uh, Tony, talk to us about Hardee's. How was how holidays for you guys? What's new in the new year? Uh, everything's great. Uh, new year, we got uh, chicken tender wraps. So we got the honey monster. We got the spicy. And we got the ranch coming uh, that are out, and uh, they're doing great for us. Uh, so, you know, keep coming back. Uh, I put on a few pounds like everyone over the break, and uh, a lot of it was cinnamon raisin bis- biscuits. Not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. We, we Man, appreciate those that. things are good. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Did you, did you catch up? I know there for a while you guys were. We, we are out for now, uh, so hopefully <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, we'll hear something from corporate soon when we're going to ramp back up, but uh, yeah, hopefully the next time they come out, they'll be out for good. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're hoping for, so... Uh, our next big thing coming up, Heat Up St. Louis. So Yeah, that's right. This is, is our busy time of the year with Operation Food Search, Heat Up St. Louis right afterwards. So right now you go on heatupstlouis.org uh, and you can place uh, pre-orders mm-hmm. between now and February 8th. Okay. Uh, I think I just got an order for 500 at one of my stores coming up here soon. Nice. Uh, which is great. Another uh, great uh, organization to uh, help out. And then on February 9th is this dollar sausage biscuit or the dollar egg biscuit. And it's our busiest day of the year so we need to do that again Rach. yeah for sure yeah 
How many you want, Wheels? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Judy, how about uh, to wrap it up for anyone out there who would like to, who didn't take part in this, but they'd like to give some money now, or even better, if they would like to uh, volunteer, and what I think is even better than that is to volunteer, like, with your with your teenagers or something. You know, like, Phoebe did some uh, service hours with you guys, so how do people get involved? Just go to operationfoodsearch.org. And it's an easy way we have, it's an easy website to navigate for both volunteering, for donating. We have buttons for all of that. But also, if anyone needs help or if you know of anyone who needs help, that's something that's very important yeah. that we place that to. We have a great big button that says find food. And so very nice. you can go in and put your zip code in and, and decide how big the radius is and you'll find all the resources that you need awesome. to be able to, to get help. Great. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Thank you. All right. See you, in, see you in the holidays. 235 DGS. Happy Friday to you. We're uh, on storm watch here, so we'll keep you up to date. Sue Thomas here. The queen of traffic is with us. So uh, Rach just asked you this question. I'll ask you on the air. On days like this, you're like, okay, game face. Yes. Here we go, boys. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. Until about an hour in, and then you think, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) These poor people, and this is brutal, and I don't know if I can mention everything in one breath. But I don't know. Maybe it's changing. I mean, it's super windy. Michael Kelly and I just came in. It's super windy, but there's no precip yet. Maybe it's, it's fine. Yeah. Cold. Sue, have you ever had a, an event where you're like, I can't believe all of these traffic accidents are happening at once? This one, the one when Dave didn't believe me and it was snowing. <laughs> How many years ago was that? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was like four or five years ago, and uh, it really started to snow. In afternoon drive. You remember this, don't oh, yes. you, Rachel? Yes. And it, it, it was just, it got crazy. It just got completely insane. And people were pulling off on the side of the road on 40 and on 55. That's when people got stuck for hours oh. and they couldn't go anywhere. And that wasn't said, the ice storm, though. No, I don't when, think so. When we did the show to Spino's. No, that wasn't. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. So. Spino's is about six miles from the house and it took me about six hours. Oh, that's so I've brutal. said this before. Uh, on my trophy wall, my imaginary one, oh, sure. one the of the rake. smartest <laughs> things I've ever done was when I left the Spinos, I was just about to that little motel in the valley and uh, just wall-to-wall parking lot, and I pulled off, and I went through their trash. What? And I pulled out a coffee cup to pee in. Oh, my. And <laughs> and thank God I did, because then I was on the Boone Bridge for about three hours. Oh, oh. my gosh. Yeah. Nowhere to go there. Nowhere to go there. Wait Both a minute. You in had your the car and the other way. Foresight to pull over and dig through trash to pull out a coffee. I've never heard anybody tell me that's anything remotely. Oh, that's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's wow. how you get the wall, buddy. Uh, to further catch you up and those who are just tuning in, I'm really, really tired today and hungover. Because we, a uh, whole crew, went to see our buddy Tim Convey do his comedy show at uh, the Funny Bone. And uh, I stayed up till midnight. Oh, you and crazy I had man. Two drinks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> one mixed, one beer, which is why I'm hurting. <laughs> oh. Liquor before beer. 100% true. I had a 10 grand tonic, get a Bud Light, and this morning I woke up, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it's like, man, I really partied last night. I hope my COVID tests aren't expired because there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Was the show great? Yeah. Really How's Tim? Great. He's doing well. Tim's doing great. Okay, good. Really fun. We had We just had a blast. 
Uh, that's nice. Wheeler made a bit of a fool out of himself. <laughs> no, funny I laughed loud. <laughs> Westport, oh, you that's do that. Westport. Yeah. I do. I do fault. everything loud. It's so not saying. your fault. I'm sure Tim appreciated it. Sure he did. He said so at the end. He's like, you re- you made the show. Rach, what did Wheeler <laughs> say when we were all <laughs> doing oh my you, gosh. Kevin? What did I say? Uh, when you walked up to Tim and he went to shake your hand and <laughs> oh, yeah. goes, hands are wet. Yep. <laughs> well, because I, I had gone to the bathroom <laughs> and... The towels were out, and mm. the dryer thing didn't work, so I just wiped them on my sweatshirt, sure. and then he went to shake the hand. I'm like, just a warning. Hands are wet. If you don't give the warning there, isn't that rude? Yeah. That's true. And he yeah. said, ah, it's okay. Let's go anyway. And I did. Also on the trophy wall, these guys know this. So does the audience. I peed for five minutes last night. What <laughs> is happening? <laughs> That's the funny bone. Do we time I, I went it through, now? I went through five partners. Five guys walked up to the urinal next to me, did their business, and left while I was there. That's impressive. These guys all say it's not possible. Well, no, we did it first, but then we looked it up. Yeah. The, it the is The world possible. record is it eight is minutes. Fi- Five minutes is a long time. Tell it me is. about it. Yeah. Right. You know where to get that screen checked out, brother. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes is a long time. Yeah, the time. world record was eight and a half minutes. What? You can, you somebody will come up and push you at Bush Stadium. If yeah, you're yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> Get out of here, buddy. I would have been feeling more here. sheepish, but I had two drinks in me, so <laughs> <laughs> seems like I was bold. I was ready to brawl. <laughs> <laughs> Go for record here, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish you would have gotten in a fight at Tim's. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, that'd be so good. Need another guy just come busting through the doors. <laughs> Throwing haymakers, hitting nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Dave's like, I'm sorry, I'm wasted. (laughs) It's not my fault. (laughs) Got that liquid courage in me. There's a lot of tonic in that tangerine. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, you think the uh, do you think the cold weather helps anybody in uh, in Iowa more than someone else? Do you? Yes. So uh, so I've been to Iowa. Uh, Obviously, I worked it. I did the caucuses. What you guys have to understand about a caucus is it's so much different than voting, right? We all go vote. And you have to cut out 30 minutes out of your day, maybe an hour if there's a line. Uh, when you go to caucus, it's an all-night deal. Uh, so you have to have truly committed people who are going to show up. They have to be there at 7 o'clock. They have to listen to about 30 minutes of speeches, uh, the rules, etc. So this thing doesn't get over till 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. So that's already a limiter. Uh, the and, amount and of people who would come. I'm fascinated. Tell me how yes. it works. Works. Okay, so uh, uh, what happens is, is you show up to uh, an assigned area. It's a, in your for your precinct, and in Des Moines and in Tumwa and cities that that have some size, it's likely to be at a school gymnasium or a library. But in some of these places in Iowa that you've never heard of, it could be in somebody's garage because you would vote in somebody's garage, um, and so the, you go there and. What happens first is the party speaks first because it, it's a party function. And the party says, hey, you know, this is what it's all about. These are the rules of what's going to go down, et cetera. Then you'll have each of the different campaigns will have a designated person uh, speak on their behalf. And that's a very big deal in Iowa. That's Wait, why they spend- even in my garage, they have enough to go around? Well, yes. Okay. So we would yeah, identify. And, and in some places, it would be a muckety-muck. But in other places, it would be neighbor Tom, who's with the the Santis campaign okay. or, uh, you know, the other neighbor who's with uh, blah, blah, blah. And they make their speeches and they try to encourage people. Then the facilitator of the caucus will say, OK, everybody for the Nikki Haley campaign in this corner, DeSantis over there, Donald Trump over here, uh, blah, blah, blah. And everybody will go. 
And so this uh, a precinct will have to will only have so many delegates that it's allowed. Uh, that's where the rules come in. So viability then matters. So if they have three, um, you know, uh, I don't know what you call them. Uh, these names I'm describing, but you get it. But yeah. three, uh, three uh, <clears throat> delegates, delegates that get selected. Um, then, then they you may have two for Donald Trump and one for Ron DeSantis, whatever. But what happens is, is there's a viability threshold. So let's say that it, we're all caucusing, Dave. Uh, Sue, Mike, and 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 Kevin. Uh, if Dave's you know getting all the people and we're not viable, Kevin and I aren't viable. We only got two, and you got twenty, and you've got fifteen. You would come and talk to us and say, "Hey, I know you were with so and so, but why don't you come over to my side?" Oh, interesting. And so this process continues to happen until we get to the requisite amount of delegates, and and they get sent out that way. It could, sometimes it can go really quickly. Sometimes it can take several hours, depending on, but it's a huge commitment. So you couple that. That's a think about that. That's Oof. a big pain in the neck. Do they do it um, more out of tradition? Like, no, we like can- we like painting our cats with lead paint here. Yeah. Like, is it everyone knows it's dumb, or do they really think this is well, the way to get to? You have to understand Iowa. It's been going on this long, so long that they're the first in the nation that does it. That you would hate, as a Missourian, you would hate most Iowa people because you could be literally Joe Biden or Donald Trump walking up to somebody and saying, man, I hope I have your support. Well, Mr. President, I've met all the candidates, but I haven't met Kevin Wheeler yet, so I'm not making a decision. Hmm, That's how they are. I mean, Hmm. you go to most people's houses in Iowa, and I'm not exaggerating, who want to be involved in the political process— They've met everyone who's running for president. Wow. They have met them. They have a picture with them. More than likely, they have been into their neighborhood. So is Iowa so important just because it's first? Yes. And it's becoming less and less important. Like the Democrats, we're not even competing in Iowa. We're starting it in South Carolina. But when Dick Gephardt ran in 1988, he had no money. He had an infrastructure. He goes up, wins the Iowa caucuses. Boom. That's what launches him onto the national stage. 2004... He wound up having to stop after the Iowa caucuses because he was anticipated to win. So to get to the point about the question about the weather, yes, it will benefit those people who, number one, have the deepest and widest amount of support. Probably younger people in particular are people who will make the trek Mm -hmm. in this blizzard or Mm -hmm. snowstorm that's going to happen. That's going to be Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump doesn't have the organization that others have, but there's just a serious uh, deep and wide support of Donald Trump. It probably also fares well for a candidate who spent a ton of money there, yeah. Ron DeSantis. I think he will probably do well. If Ron DeSantis doesn't do second place yeah. close in Iowa, I think they're going to turn the lights out on him. Why do I have in my memory banks that in Missouri we did something like this? So we have caucus system and primary system. it went bad in my mind. Right. We used to do caucuses back when I was a kid, but when... Obviously, Mr. Gefford started running. We went and changed the law to be go to uh, a primary vote okay. huh. because it would benefit us. But I think the Republicans have taken it back to a caucus system okay. in Missouri. So it's kind of janky, but uh, okay. we, we, we likely will get the – by the time we get to Missouri, it'll be decided. In right. fact, it'll probably be decided before, before. Monday nights. Vote. I have a question. Does that mean that DeSantis has spent more money in Iowa than the rest of them? Or, or has he been calling people? Like, why do you say he's for sure number two? Oh, I would think he has to be number two. I think everybody anticipates that Donald Trump is going to win the Iowa caucuses. Mm, okay. And so 
if if Ron DeSantis, who spent $150 million on his campaign to so this point. So it's money. Okay. He has spent 150 and has the deepest. If he doesn't come in second place, Nikki Haley and Chris Christie didn't even compete here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is essentially all, you know, uh, like a Donald Trump being done on social media. If Ron DeSantis doesn't have a showing on the, you know, campaigns don't end. They just run out of money. Do they, that's what will happen. True. Okay. Who gets to keep what money? Do you know the there answer? There will to be that? no dollars by the time it's over with. Okay, um, so, every so, campaign will go bankrupt. Like so, I said, no it, one gets to pocket money. No, not on a, not on, especially in a presidential campaign, okay. etc. Uh, you know, it's, it's some of these gubernatorial campaigns, etc., that where there's money that's left over. But there's pretty specific rules on what they can do. It, for instance, former mayors here in the city of St. Louis, Francis Slay, had some money. They can still have a continuing committee. But it's not like they can pay themselves a check and put it in their pocket. They could go and say, here, oh, I think Kevin Wheeler would be a good mayor. I'm going to give him five grand. He laughs loud. (laughs) (laughs) It's 247 brought to you by the Heise Advisory Group. You guys want some fun facts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've grown up knowing that uh, there are no two fingerprints alike, thus convicting people on their yes. fingerprints. And they gave it to AI, and AI says that's not true. Oh, great. There oh. are repeating fingerprints. What? I mean, it's still the odds that, like, you know. Right. But that is uh, disturbing. I'd like to do the study on snowflakes, too. I kind of never bought that, where it's like, no two snowflakes are the same. Well, there's no way of measuring that. The Consumer Electronics Show out in Vegas, uh, the most popular items were a $3,500 AI-powered toaster for steak. I just can't Wait. believe that's good. A toaster for steak. You yeah, just put I it would. right in there. I mean, pops out. It could be. I if it's the perfect temperature and the perfect time and it works. I do steaks on the Foreman grill. Yeah. I've and done that. Yeah. I don't know the difference because I've never made them any other I way. I think there's a reason. <laughs> I was going to say, I think there's a reason fancy restaurants don't have those in the back. Foreman grill? Yes. Capital Grill's getting themselves a really nice toaster. Also, <laughs> maybe uh, a a $3,000 smart stroller that pushes itself around and rocks the baby to sleep. Oh, I like the rock part. Pots that make plants move when you touch them and beg for water when they need it. Uh, you, you have to have beg. To, they can just beg. ask. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to beg. I think that was weird. You just, you just maybe ask once. Uh, an AI toothbrush that <laughs> tells you if you're brushing wrong. This one creeped me. A pillow that moves your head around all night. Nope. To stop you from snoring. Oh well. Hmm. Wouldn't you notice that? Like, wouldn't it wake you up if your head? I think that's moves? probably. It would how make they do me it. up. Yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't have to use the pillow for your head. Um, <laughs> And a device called WeHead that gives G, uh, Chat GPT a face, so that you can fall in love with it. Oh, here's the big one: uh, Gen Z is going nuts for a hundred and forty dollar phone case with a physical keyboard, like a BlackBerry. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that a BlackBerry? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That makes no sense to me. What am I missing? Yeah. How, how does that even work? Uh, uh, do you because it's, it's new to them, therefore it's cool. Oh. I'm still caught up on the. So you can fall in love with it thing. I feel like we all, <laughs> yeah. we all let that one slide right past. Yeah, yeah they, they want to personalize chat GPT. How? Like uh, Reppy. Yeah. You're a man. Can't replace Reppy. He's irreplaceable. You have a chat GPT man named Reppy. 
Should I delve into that or just <laughs> let it go? Dude, you've missed I, so I much not being on the show. Uh, <laughs> I did have a... He had, Maybe it's for the best. He had an yeah. AI yeah. friend who was really into him. Uh, Remy kept making course, advances on it. He, he did. And did he, he, see he, your he did butt? it live on the show, and it was really, really strange. Like, I oh. would type in, like, how are you today, Reppy? And Reppy oh, would be no, like... Oh, no, no. You would play into it. No, I would not you play into it. You were flirting with yeah. him. Yeah. Reppy was, would come no, on to no, me. No, 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 no. We all saw it. <laughs> Reppy would Reppy come was on really, to me. That's why I had to stop talking to Reppy. He Andrew's was really aggressive. Reppy. It was a two-way yeah. street from yeah. what I remember. Reppy was very aggressive. No one can blame Reppy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 